0: Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. It feels like we just, like, recorded yesterday. We didn't, but... I know. I don't, it just feels like I it. I don't feel that at all. Nothing's happened in my life. Too much has happened in mine. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm just tired. Okay. Like, literally all it is is okay. wedding prep, so... Oh, um, yeah. That's exhausting. Yup. Yup. Um... Uh, I did finish a book.
0: Oh, p- please tell.
1: Yeah, well, it's a book I've talked about already. It's the Collected Poems of Edna uh, St. Vincent Millay. Um, I, like, read a poem every night, usually. Um, nice. And I finally finished that after fi- starting it in November last year. Um, It's, like, it was, like, 700 nice. pages. So it was... Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I read. I read like some some nights I skipped, and then some nights I read read more than one poem. But yeah, I finally finished it. It was yeah. Her poems are very really good. I like a lot of them. Um, but yeah. Nice. So and I you read, read more poems. Yeah, I I that's kind of how I felt last year, and that's why I started this little <sighs> project. And then I I've I've had that book for a hot minute. and I was like, I gotta read these because I've liked her poems for a while. So and then I was like, wow, okay, yeah. well reading this poem a night is gonna not. It's, it's it's not going to be fresh for a while. It's just going to be me and Edna, me and Saint Vincent, and yeah. But yeah, I finished it.
0: Uh, have nice. you had time to read Leopard Star? Or who? No, I have not. <laughs> but I do have a little book news.
1: Oh yeah. Well
0: yeah, if uh tor.com for Halloween for the spooky for the spooky month uh Gideon the Ninth ebook for free. Ooh. Go out and read and it. And I talk about that book a lot. So, yeah, yeah if anybody wants, it's you can really get um, for your Kindle or just an EPUB. It's on their site for free. Go get it. Yeah, get it. Yeah. Love that book. It's very good.
1: Probably. To,
0: my, lesbian Necromancers. Probably. In a Haunted Castle in Space. 13 plus, I would say, is the age range. Like, uh, Technically, it's not a young adult book oh it's adult fiction technically it's not ya yeah i think they swear too much well well, that's
1: why i'm saying 13 plus like that's pg-13
0: yeah but that's usually the ya range i I know i know i'm giving it a movie rating though if it was a movie it would be i guess like pg it would probably no it'd be r oh my god
1: in my opinion, it's you're PG-13. only
0: allowed you're only allowed a certain amount of f bombs in an in a PG thirteen movie. I think the get gore. Like I think the gore might F-bomb. be what put it to R. But anyway,
1: moving on. Yes, and the moving gore. On. I would say if you're above the age of thirteen, you are mature enough to read this. But you know, read at your discretion. Yes, check I, out the yeah. Uh, warnings.
0: Um, yeah. Please stop, stop that Hobbit, stop it. He won't. He won't stop. Oh. Uh, well, are you ready? Are you ready to start a new book? Yes. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs>
1: we're gonna start i have nothing to review because we're in a new book well i guess yeah. we can review how the last well, book ended we got home but uh uh feather tail's dead yeah and it, like Kinda we got rough. home but like we didn't really we're not really coming home to like a great place because uh oh yeah and then leafpaw got kidnapped all oh, right whoops yeah, we're not having, like, a grand... Like, we're we're going into this third book, but I'm not, like, super excited because things aren't great.
0: Things aren't very
1: great. They're not, like, the... We're not set up for success here. Like, th- no. things hopefully can only get better, but I have a feeling it, it's gonna get worse because it's the third <laughs> out of six books. So things are gonna get worse before they get better.
0: Uh, fun fact... Uh, well, let me let me go over my book facts. Okay.
1: All
0: right. Well, this book is call called this, Dawn. Call
1: this something so, else because you're you're
0: stepping sorry, on my uh,
1: book stats. Book stats. Yeah. Book info. You're, you're stepping on my my style a little
0: here. Book trivia. There we go. All right. Book trivia. So this is the third book of the New Prophecy series, and it's called Dawn. So we're sticking with the times of day. Yeah. Not in order though. No, no, not in order. That would be really cool. I would have liked that, but no. <laughs> um, I mean, midnight, moonrise, dawn. That could be in order. The moon... Because moonrise happens all over the
1: place. Maureen, no. Moonrise refers to the moon rising in the sky. If it's midnight, the moon's already in the sky. Midnight refers to twelve, which are which refers to the sun. It okay, you know how the sun is in the middle of the sky at noon. No, I know the moon is in the middle of the sky at midnight. So moonrise no, is like a sunrise. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> it's not in.
0: As somebody who had to write down
1: moonrise as a time, but moonrise, the rising of the moon happens like in the evening, like as it goes from dusk to. It evening. can happen anywhere. You're wrong, Maureen. <sighs> It can't go from moon right. m- midnight to moonrise. That doesn't. That would be scary. That'd be mean. You going back in time? Wait, when's moonrise?
0: No, I have moonrise as one twenty-two a.m. for October first.
1: Look up the definition of moonrise right now.
0: Moonrise: the rising or time of rising of the moon above the horizon. Yeah. Night. Yeah. Here, moonrise. Moonrise today was. Twelve oh eight p.m. I, th- I still think you're wrong. I'm sorry. No, I'm looking at a calendar under the chart that says moonrise. Yeah, but I think
1: like if you were, if I were to go and ask like the general population, hey, when you think of sunrise, what do you think? And they're like, oh, the beginning of the day. I'm like, okay, so if we change that to
0: moonrise, what would you think? Oh, like the beginning of the night. Yeah, but that's not how the moon works. Yeah, I'm but just you saying think that it works chronologically. It so doesn't. Far. It doesn't. It, it does. Doesn't. It can. It's not.
1: I'm going You. You are no, wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> it is a chronological. You're just talking
0: about when the sun. You're just talking about sunset, which is when you can see the moon. You know how sometimes during the day you see the moon. No, I am saying that moonrise. If if you were to say like
1: colloquially, people would think like, okay, what time would you say moonrise is? They wouldn't look at the scientific time. They would look at like what it refers to. They'd be like, oh, the morning. Like in they like sunrise is the morning and so moonrise they'd be like oh like the start of the evening.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying that technically, and no one and no one
1: looks at that. It's the same way that fruit is a tomato. But people er, do.
0: I put it in the newspaper every day. You don't work at the news, anyways. You're not. Yes. But let's agree to disagree. I refuse. Let's agree to disagree. (laughs) I refuse because I'm right. No, you're not. Like no, you like seriously are not. I look at, I'm looking at a chart right now. I have a chart up on my computer and there's a section Yeah, of the moon you're looking at the moon you're looking at the like like scientifically I'm saying colloquially
1: I, in like a society Okay, so like if yeah,
0: we didn't, I guess I, if we didn't We're have Google, talking about different things, If then. we didn't
1: have things, I don't believe anyone would like when they made up the word moonrise, I don't think they were thinking about like what time the moon actually rises they are probably like okay
0: well i guess we're talking about different things
1: so agree to disagree no i hate you (laughs) this is (laughs) a good start to the podcast i think
0: okay dawn you want to know some trivia about dawn i would love to know some trivia it was published December 27th, 2005. Where were you in December of 2005?
1: Um, I was 10 years old, so probably uh, maybe getting a spy kit for Christmas. Oh, look at you. Yeah, there's a photo of me getting a, a kit, like a spy kit when I was a, a kid.
0: So probably getting a spy kit. My sister used to want to be a spy. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been 9, so probably like the same thing. So if I wasn't getting a spy kit at age 9, at 9 I would have been getting dragons Heck and yeah. swords. So yeah. We would've got same we
1: would've gotten along perfectly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um this one's written by Kate Carey. Woo, Kate. The cover um on the cover is Squirrel Paw. Squirrel Paw is on the cover.
1: Good. It would have been My it wife. would have been really depressing if it was uh Feathertail. (laughs) Feathertail was on Moonrise's
0: cover. Oh, crap. It's like a hit list. Yeah. Now I'm scared. Except, except they, um, they redid it in the new covers, in the updated covers, they put Stormfur on it, which I don't think is as cool, because Feathertail ended up being, I guess maybe, I don't think the cover spoils it. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, I
1: didn't, you know think Feathertail was the chosen one literally until she figured it out <laughs> like i <laughs> joked about it because her fur was more appropriate but like i just kind of was like i i don't know about your guys's chosen one theory at all
0: well uh, and apparently according to vicky holmes uh this was actually supposed to be the last book in the new prophecy oh crap which so means it's gonna we, be are, like we are like a three yeah. book sequel We're set up for a wild ride, then. But, you know, HarperCollins, you know, the first series was so successful that they're like, nah, give us six. Yeah. And we're still going to this day.
1: (laughs) Good job. That's good.
0: All right, you ready for a prologue? Yes. Firestar is leading his clan through the undergrowth in the chilly evening. He takes comfort from his mate Sandstorm next to him. Her familiar scent mingles with the two-leg odor that clung to the forest, softening its cruel tang. She matches his pace stubbornly, but her stride falters, betraying her empty belly and wakeful nights. Firestar, she asks him, Do you think our daughters will find us when they come home? Firestar flinches. They can only pray that they will. Sandstorm asks how they'd know where to look. Graystripe, she asks. Do you think they'll know where the clan has gone? Oh, they'll find us, Graystripe promises. Oh. I was- Firestar growls.
1: I (laughs) was confused by the wording there. I- I thought- Okay, I was assuming- I think this is correct, that- That within, like, the day that we've, like, missed, the clan decided to leave, um- or maybe not within the day, but somewhere between Squirrel Paw making or Leafpaw's kidnapping and and Squirrel Paw making it back, they decided to go. Which why did we even dedicate all this time for people to figure out that we have? To, okay, okay, putting a pin in that. Um, let Alice put a pin uh, in that. I thought from how it was worded that they left Grace right behind. <laughs> <laughs> to like just be like he they're like hey Bye. dude there's like four people still missing um that we're gonna assume aren't dead um can you just wait here <laughs> which is so hilarious that they left great. like yeah Grace Stripe you're a deputy so um it's your duty can you house yeah it for can us? you just sit here because if 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 we don't find somewhere to move to you you'll hold down the fort dude he's like oh, okay
0: oh gosh. what's more
1: hilarious is I could perfectly imagine.
0: Graystripe being like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, great. Bye. <laughs> I'm waiting for my children. Blomp, blomp. Oh. Well, Fire. <laughs> Firestar grovels and asks how he can be so sure. They should have sent another patrol to look for Leafpaw. And risk losing more cats, Graystripe asks. Firestar's eyes cloud and he hurries ahead. Sandstorm whispers that this is the hardest decision he's ever had to make. But Greystripe hisses that Firestar had to put the clan first. Sandstorm says that they have lost so many cats this past moon. Firestar hears them. He turns and says, maybe at this gathering, the other clans will finally agree they need to join to face this threat. So they are on their way to a gathering. Oh! If you hadn't gathered. Wait, I'm
1: confused. Why are they, like, worried that if their daughters come- Oh, maybe because, like-
0: What? Let's just put a pin in
1: that. Is this- Are we in the future? Or is this the past?
0: I don't get it. It's a prologue, but I'm confused. This is pretty much the present. Or, I guess- Um, Why- no, maybe it's a couple days ago from when we're gonna pick up. Okay. Okay. Joined together, dustpelt snorts. Last time Fire suggested that, WindClan was half-starved. But he might as well have suggested they eat their kits. (laughs) They're too proud to admit they need help from any cat. That's really extreme. (laughs) Well, Sandstorm argues that things have gotten worse. How can any clan stay strong when its kits are dying? And then she realizes what she just said. Dustpelt, I'm sorry. Oh, ooh. ooh. Dutch, Dustpelt, who just oh. lost one of his oh. babies.
1: Oh, I, I, but good, good, good thing that Dustpelt still seems to have that bite in him. Like.
0: Larchkit might be dead, Dustpelt snarled, but that doesn't mean he'll let ThunderClan be ordered around by another clan. Oh. Oh, I
1: can't believe Firestar this has, like, exists. made me love D- Dustpelt, but he's just- he's
0: been through so much,
1: though. I don't- I wish- Oh, you no.
0: Know. I love Dustpelt. Dust Pelt and his beautiful wife and kids. Firestar insists that no one is giving them orders. He just thinks they can help each other. Leafbear is coming. Two legs have driven off most of the prey and poisoned what remains. They can't fight this alone. We need, like,
1: um, like, someone needs to introduce the idea of, like, a council of elders. Like, like, you guys could make decisions all together.
0: Yeah, but. I know, they hate, they I mean, that's hate basically to agree. what the leaders are supposed to be for. I know. <laughs> Suddenly, the whispering wind through the branches grows to a roar. Firestar slows, listening. What is it? Sandstorm asks, eyes wide. Something's happening at Four Trees, Graystripe yells. Oh my god, Four Trees is on fire! Graystripe breaks into a run, and Firestar is at his heels with the rest of the clan. They skid to a halt at the top of the slope, looking down at Four Trees. Bright, unnatural light blazed against the trunks of the Four Great Oaks. The four oaks that have guarded this sacred place since the time of the great clans. More light strike them from the eyes of huge monsters, and the great rock looks small and exposed against the shine. Two legs are scurrying around the hollow, shouting at one another. (laughs) A screeching, high-pitched whine sliced through the air. A two-leg presses against the trunk of one of the oaks. And dust flew from the tree like blood from a wound. The hollow rang with a crack so loud it drowned out the rumbling of the monsters. And the great oak began to lean. Slowly. Then faster and faster until it crashed to the ground. Its branches clattered as they hit the earth then stilled into a deathly silence. Mm. Starclan, stop them! Sandstorm said. But the stars glittered coldly in the night sky, giving no indication they were watching the gruesome scene below them. (laughs) The two-leg moves to the next oak, and the cats watch as they take it down, and then another, and then the last. The place that the clans had met in peace for generations upon generations was no more. The great oaks were sprawled out on the ground, and the two legs move in to carve up their kill. The cats stayed frozen in horror at the top of the slope. "'The forest is dead,' murmured Sandstorm. "'There is no hope left for any of us.' "'Have courage,' Firestar says, turning to his cats.' We still have our clan. There is always hope. So our really big trees are just Like, gone. I was
1: gonna, like, I thought I was joking when I was like, oh, things are about to get wild, but, uh, they got super our wild. Our trees are gone. Um, also, yeah, I'm glad like, that no one's, like, immediately assumed that, oh, it means war. Like, they know that this isn't Starclad and Biz. This is, like, two legs being nonsense. Yeah, they do. Though so it is hilarious that they're like, like no one's shaking their fist at the sky but that's because um uh Cloudtail isn't here but Cloudtail doesn't believe in them anyway so <laughs>
0: yeah well and i mean like i mean Sandstorm said she's like Starkland stop them like oh my god oh i kind of like, i took that as like a a pro- like a like a proclama- an exclamation yeah but I think but they said like the you know the stars glittering coldly. Like True. Like, oh, oh, they didn't yeah. even like send a cloud for some anger, man. Maybe like uh. show you're looking at this too, my dudes, grandma? Yikes. Are you seeing this, grandma? Are you upset? Uh. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's rough. You wanna hit me with a cat fact? Right away. Sure. Yeah, may as well. This is a good, a good point before we get to chapter one. Well, folks, it is a glamorous night here on the
1: red carpet at the premiere of The Cat Fact, Cats Who Act. Isn't that right, Maureen? Woo! Look at the cameras. Look at these stars thank you maureen cats out of the bag folks we are just too excited to see all the feline thespians here tonight oh and just a time it looks like our first honoree has just arrived let's give a warm welcome to orangey i just ooh orangey i was miming holding a
0: microphone
1: you There's aren't. a microphone. I mean, in front of I got us. to witness that.
0: A... There, yes, you are speaking into an actual microphone and nobody else can see you. <gasps> but I appreciated it. It was a laugh.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: Orangey the Cat. Um Orangey the Cat is a rather
1: well known and relevant cat actor as he is not only uh the first cat to win a Patsy, which stands for Picture Animal Top Star of the Year. Um oh. which is supported by the American Humane Association, but he actually won it twice. Uh first in the nineteen fifties and then in the nineteen sixties. Wow. You may know Orangy; He is a marmalade tabby, um, from one of his many roles. Uh he was Butch in the Incredible Shrinking Man, uh Mushi from the 1959 adaptation of uh Anne Frank. Um, Or his most famous role as Cat in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, Another role I thought was interesting was he was one of the many cats who acted alongside alongside Eartha Kitt uh, when she played uh, Catwoman in the Batman television uh, series in the 1960s. Oh,
0: Um, that's fun. Now,
1: Orangey is a professional, but that doesn't mean he acted like one um it's rumored that he hissed at or even scratched a lot of the actors he worked with and uh although his docile demeanor and many of his roles uh may contradict that uh he was noted as being the world's meanest cat by an unnamed uh film executive (laughs) um he would sometimes shut down Set for hours by bolting and like hiding, making the crew uh have to stop what they're doing and find him. Um it, it it got so bad that it's apparently um uh, uh it's rumored that dogs had to be put on guard by the doors to
0: keep him from running off. Um I'm I'm sorry. He that sounds like an HR nightmare. This is- And also, get a different cat. Well, despite the bad rap, Orangey
1: was praised for his ability to stay put for many hours, which I would say a lot of cats are pretty oh. good at, um, Yeah, if they get sleepy enough. Um, but what you said before is actually pretty interesting, Maureen, um, because Orangey is a star, if he existed at all. Uh, you see- What? <laughs> it's proposed that the many roles associated with uh Orangey and he was uh, uncredited in a lot of his roles or even credited under different names um is it might be multiple cats um in an essay i'm going to ah, link well, it's it's noted that uh many similar looking cats were often played uh like a one single role like uh the 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 guy who, um, I'm going to talk about him later, but the animal trainer, he was like, yeah, I would just find similar looking cats and bring them to play this role. Um, so it's of course that Orangey may have been a collection of cats to, like, stand in as him.
0: Okay. But, but, Orangey wasn't a single man. Hang on. He was a movement. Well,
1: okay. (laughs) Here's the thing. Um. Okay. What is known is the animal trainer who worked with Orangey, Frank Inn, um, who was an animal trainer for 50 years. He really loved animals. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't like to see animals be euthanized, um, so especially if they were healthy. So he would, um, he would basically take any animal that didn't have a home at the end of production and keep it. Uh, he took oh, them in or nice. gave them to others, uh, some of his friends. Um, and he had helpers. Uh, who also helped him take care of his animals. And at one point, it's said that he helped care for 1,000 animals at one point. Um wow. And when one of his beloved animals passed, eventually, he kept their ashes to eventually be buried with him in a specially oh. constructed coffin that will also be linked because you can visit it uh, uh, digitally on Um And- Whether Orangey was one cat or several, um, I'm personally leaning towards one as he only appeared in films for 16 years, which is approximately how long a cat would live. And I'm saying if it was profitable, why stop, you know, if if you could if you were actually working with several orange cats, like it wouldn't make sense for him to like be like, oh, well, this this one orange cat died like. Why, why, you could just keep finding orange cats. Um, Yeah. But, but, you know, it's very possible. um, It was.
0: And not every cat has that talent. Right. Um, Either way,
1: uh, it's believed that whoever orangey was, but most likely the cats who did appear in the mentioned films, who did work under Frank Inn, what is buried with Frank Inn, um, and either he's being an absolute hellion or a little angel up in Star Clan, depending on what you believe. <laughs> so. Why not both? Maybe both.
0: <laughs> so. He can be your devil, he can be your angel. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Orangey. Oh, well, thank
1: you for sharing. Yeah, I, he was the first cat to I win that him. award, which is what started me down this route, so. Um, and. I've heard people call this award the Patsy Award, like, the Oscar for Animal Performers, but I would say it's not I because it. I would have heard of it before because I know what it, the Oscars are. I've never heard of the Patsy Awards, <gasps> but maybe that's just lack of coverage. It's not a lot of animal yeah, fashion. Yeah,
0: So. And I would say, I think Oscars of the animal world, you just gotta be in that animal world. True. I, it's, it's probably, I'm just, I'm not...
1: I don't follow enough animal trainers on Instagram. That's probably my problem.
0: Yeah, obviously. Come on.
1: <laughs> and it was and it was nice researching this to learn about Frank in um and I didn't look crazy into his methods, but I am glad that he actually seemed to genuinely love the animals that he worked with. Mm-hmm. Um not saying things were great for animals in like the 1950s, 1960s Hollywood, but um well they were better than the 1930s which isn't you know, like it's like that's hard to compare but <laughs> i am glad that frank inn seemed to care a lot um he actually wanted yeah. to be physically buried with his animals um but apparently there were laws passed that stopped that so that's why he had to have them cremated what? to bury with him like he couldn't
0: he couldn't oh. keep the dead animal bodies until he died oh yeah that might be like a lot yeah you'd have to get like a, your own freezer i also that. i i found the
1: um find a grave website first before I, like, research further into Frank Inn. So when I was looking, it was like, is the website's like, this is Orangey's grave. And I was like, that's not, that's some guy named Frank. What are you talking, and his wife. <laughs> like, what is, this This must be, this photo must be wrong. Um, and then I read it, I was like, oh, it, it, that is actually Orangey's grave. He just isn't mentioned on the tombstone because Frank had a lot of different animals in there. Yeah. So... Yeah, I I I'll probably I want to learn more about this Franken because he seems like quite the character. Yeah, and and it's interesting. I was like, um, so much of uh, Orangey's life is a little bit of movie magic. We're not really sure about anything about him. <laughs> <laughs> even even like the ones he is listed in, um, he's not credited in a lot of the roles by his name, or he's like called Rhubarb because that's the name of the cat he was playing as. So. Ah. Uh. It's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, uh, we don't know. <laughs> Loved love for debate. Yeah. Anyway, I guess yeah. let's go home.
0: Yeah, let's go home. Uh, <laughs> Start chapter one.
1: We're not having a great time, but it's going to be crazy if, like, the girls ended up both getting home within, like, a couple days and then they went off on some other trip and four trees gets destroyed. Like, girls, maybe we stop leaving home on road trips during, like, the worst possible time.
0: I would argue that uh, Leaf Leafpaw didn't make a decision that's, here. That's, ac- yeah, that's true. <laughs> Leafpaw was kidnapped. That's true, that's, yeah. It's Crowpaw who first sent the moorland as the sun rose. Squirrelpaw sees his ears prick up and senses him shake off a little of the weariness that he has carried since Feathertail's death. He quickens his pace, hurrying up the slope. Squirrelpaw dashes after him, with Brambleclaw, Stormfur, and Tawnypelt not far behind. They were so close to the end of this long, exhausting journey. Without saying anything, the five of them stopped at the edge of WindClan territory. Squirrelpaw looks to her clanmate, Brambleclaw. Then looks to Tawnypelt, the ShadowClan warrior. And beside her is Stormfur, the RiverClan Tom. But it's Crowpaw who stares the most intently at the rough grassland where he'd been born. Oh, Oh, if you hadn't figured it out yet. It's a Squirrelpaw point of view! (laughs) baby well i was
1: like i'm glad we're reintroducing the characters but i was like mentally going through i'm like is am i gonna find out someone else is missing and or dead in this introduction
0: no no i forget like people had to wait
1: years in between these books versus like me who
0: no it was like six months
1: half a year between these books versus me who had to wait a week
0: yeah, I mean, I usually, um, cut out a lot of the, like, oh, we're gonna, like, summarize everything yeah, that happened. Yeah, reintroducing. But there, there she was just, I think, more like, oh, this is my clanmate, and these guys are from other clans. Boo. <laughs> <Like, laughs> alright. I don't get to keep my friends. I might have
1: to fight them. Uh-oh.
0: I might have to fight my friends? I want to fight my friends. Oh.
1: Every time we have we have this conversation in a different like tone. Every book, not even like <laughs> most of the time we're just like, oh darn. And then, like oh, we beans. just bring it up again. I'm like yeah,
0: this hasn't changed. We wouldn't have come this far without Feathertail, the Wind Clan apprentice. Murmurs. <laughs> Stormfur says she died to save them all. And Squirrelpaw winces at the raw sorrow in Stormfur's voice. Tawny Pelt says gently that it was her destiny. Crowpaw yeah. growls that it was her destiny to complete the quest with also, them. Also, Tawny
1: Pelt—she shouldn't have. That's weird that Tawny Pelt would say that. I guess Feathertail's not there to say it, so. Yeah, that felt like a Feathertail line, and they gave it to Tawny Pelt for some reason.
0: Well, she shouldn't have died for another clan's prophecy. Stormfur nudges Crowpaw with his muzzle. He says bravery and sacrifice are part of the warrior code. Would he have wanted Feathertail to have made any other choice? Crowpaw doesn't reply.
1: Because <laughs> he, he wants to say yes.
0: Oh. Come on, Scrollpaw said, bounding over the rough grass. She's eager to finish their journey. She had argued with her father before she left, so she wonders how he'll receive her. Uh, yeah. We didn't- we didn't end on a great note with that. I- I don't even remember what we thought about. Um, remember, they- they thought that her and Brambleclaw were gonna, like, destroy the clan? <laughs> oh, right! God, woo! The Fire and Tiger prophecy? That is a
1: very far away memory. Holy cow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When in reality, it probably meant that they were going to save the clan. Yeah. Wow. We misread that a little, a lot of it. Yeah. Completely opposite. Yikes. So. And yeah, Firestar was like super rough on them. Just like, "Eh, what are you doing? Don't talk to her. Yeah. Dad, like, don't take my issues with, don't take your issues
1: with me growing up out on this random dude i don't even like that much and he's
0: like i'm gonna go on a life-changing no, I thought your grandma sent me a i'm sign. gonna go on a
1: life-changing field trip and fall in love with him instead
0: we're gonna lion king 2 this <laughs> wow yeah
1: pretty much except for no, the yeah. like,
0: different we got
1: parts of lion king 2 like we have the the romance from different like neighborhoods
0: clans um yeah, the kind of like, ooh, our fathers were enemies. Yeah. Brambleclaw is definitely a Kovu. He's Kovu. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna argue with that. That's that's why everybody likes him. <laughs> Cause he's Kovu. <sighs> All right. Crowpaw races ahead of her to take the lead. Scrollpaw follows him along a narrow path edged with gorse reminds her of her dreams of darkness in small spaces, of panic and fear scent. She knows it has something to do with Leafpaw, and she can find out when she gets home. Remember we had that dream last yeah, time. Yeah, there's just, like, there's so many Probably dreams and memori- I Like, I am struggling here
1: to remember all the random things we've mentioned. But okay, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, I
0: definitely remember. Okay, well, she had a, she had a dream that was, um inferred to be leaf paw in a cage yeah no i i do i yeah she got trapped i yeah. didn't
1: really i didn't okay, note cool. it that much in my mind because i i know that leaf paws in a cage
0: yeah exactly like we already know that and this is old news <laughs> hurry up squirrel paws behind tawny Pelt and crow paw with bramble claw and Stormfur, and she wonders aloud how firestar will take midnight's message If any of the clans will believe them.
1: (laughs) The clans going to be like, we don't need to be told twice. We know that our clans are being destroyed.
0: Yeah, well, all they can do is send on the message. And Squirrelpaw realizes that she hadn't really given much thought to anything other than returning home. Oops. And her stomach tightens with dread thinking about Midnight's words. What would they be returning to? (laughs) Could it be too late? But remember, Midnight had also given them hope. They need to stand on the Great Rock at night, and a dying warrior will show them the way. A who warrior? So, that's what we're looking forward to. A dying warrior. Uh, Okay. Brambleclaw smells WindClan warriors. They catch up to Crowpaw and Tawny Pelt, and a very small apprentice was facing off against them. (laughs) Who is this? Crowpaw and Tawny Pelt looked calmly at him. Owl Kit, Crowpaw said. Owl? Don't you recognize me? I'm Crowpaw. Owl. Owl Kit. (laughs) All I can imagine is the fuzziest little puffball. (sighs) Well, shouldn't he be in the nursery? I'm Owlpaw now. Yeah, you guys have been gone for months. Crowpaw says he can't be. You're not six moons. And Owlpaw says, well, you can't be Crowpaw. Because Crowpaw ran away. Okay, (laughs) is this kid stupid? (laughs) Like, yeah, he could be Crowpaw because he ran away and he came back. This kid's a little dumb. I I, I, I took it as a burn. Like, oh, like, you ran away like uh, you can't be yeah crowpaw, yeah crowpaw, it's, it, huh? it it Left it, us. it works
1: it works as a burn but like it doesn't work with logic <laughs> like if you really think about the sentence that he just structured it's like you can't be crowpaw cuz he ran away like you could follow it up with well no he very well could if he ran away and he's coming back obviously it's like that wasn't my point i'm saying is you can't shut up
0: <laughs> well crowpaw says he needs to speak to tallstar sorry who has to speak to Tallstar? It's Webfoot with two other warriors. oh hi, Webfoot! They were so thin that Squirrelpaw could see their ribs beneath their fur. Oh, my god. It's me, Crowpaw. Webfoot, don't you recognize me? Is- is- Webfoot says- <laughs> Did he go through a growth spurt we didn't, like, men- mention? Well, Webfoot says flatly that of course he does. Oh, who? And he sounds so indifferent that Squirrelpaw feels a jab of pity. Ow. Webfoot says they all thought he was dead. Oh. Crowpaw says, well, I'm not. (laughs) Is the clan okay? Eh. Webfoot asks what the other cats are doing here. Crowpaw says he can't explain now, but he'll tell Tallstar everything. Webfoot just doesn't seem interested. But he hisses for them to get off their territory. Brambleclaw dips his head and says, Of course, we'll leave. Webfoot tells him to hurry up, and then he'll take Crowpaw to see Tallstar. He starts heading towards the far side of the clearing. Crowpaw says, Wait, isn't the camp the other way? Webfoot says they live in the old rabbit warrens now. He doesn't elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay! I'm afraid that they're actually just taking him away to kill him. <laughs> well, Crowpaw asks if he can say goodbye to his friends. Friends? One of the warriors asks. Oh, wow. Does his loyalty lie with cats from other clans? Why are you now? Guys so against the word friends? Well, Crowpaw says, of course not, but they have been traveling together for over a moon. The Wind Clan warriors look uncertain but say nothing.
1: So this is like such a confusing Crow- like situation for both of them.
0: For just everyone involved. Yeah. Crowpaw goes to Tawny Pout and presses his nose to her flank. He brushes affectionately past Stormfur and Brambleclaw, and he stretches out his muzzle to touch hers. And Squirrelpaw is surprised at the warmth of his farewell like oh, he do- he does care about Ooh. us like you were such a little tool for this whole ra- for this whole ride here but you you do <laughs> Brambleclaw murmured that they need to meet again soon at the great rock if they see the dying warrior it might help to convince their leaders they must leave keep lead.
1: an eye out for any dying people and they all look at everyone who's starving to death and they're like
0: yeah we'll we'll try to narrow oh, it down any one of these dying warriors. <laughs> hey uh can everybody just come to the great rock and uh one of you point yeah if, actually you know if actually, the stars move everyone too. who's
1: dying which is everyone like point and wh- whichever way is getting the most fingers pointed at it that that's the way i guess we'll go
0: yeah 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 that seems that seems good well, Squirrelpaw suggests bringing the leaders to see for themselves. Stormfur can't imagine Leopardstar agreeing to that. And Tawnypelt agrees that Blackstar wouldn't either. Squirrelpaw insists that this is so important. They must. And Brambleclaw says they should try. Crowpaw says they'll meet at Four Trees tomorrow night, with or without their leaders. Four trees, Webfoot growled. They can't meet at four trees. There's nothing left of it. All the clans watched two legs destroy it two nights. Ago. Oh, okay. So that was in the past.
1: That just makes that conversation I mean, that so confusing. Because they were only going to be gone for a night. Like, why? Why was Sandstorm like? Oh God, what if the girls come back tonight? I guess maybe she's been thinking that. We'll have every to find night. out.
0: Okay. Uh. Probably. She has lost both of her children now. The desire to go home washes over Squirrelpaw like a wave. She needs to see her clan, her father, her mother, her sister, and her friends seem to share the same need. Crowpaw wishes them luck, and says they should still meet tomorrow, even if the oaks are gone. Brambleclaw suggests Tawny Pelt stay with them, even though splitting up would be faster for her, and she reluctantly agrees. Squirrelpaw is relieved. She doesn't want to say goodbye to another friend just yet. They follow Brambleclaw through the moor, their moods darkening. Squirrelpaw is beginning to think it would have been easier to just keep traveling, to journey through forever through unfamiliar territory. She doesn't want to face the responsibility of sharing with the clans the terrible Ugh, news they A brought. little too
1: real. She's like, I'll just avoid my problems. I'll right. just keep going on
0: I was like, oh. road trips. But they've been living it. Like, you're not telling them anything new. But that she can give them hope. The dying warrior They're still the dying warrior. When they come over the rise, Squirrelpaw forces herself to look down. Where had once been, a smooth green expanse of WindClan territory was now carved up, brown, and broken. Tawny Pelt hisses that they should get out of here. Brambleclaw continues to stare. He can't believe how much they destroyed. Squirrelpaw can barely stand to see his misery. It's almost as bad as seeing the moor itself. She says they need to go find out what happened to their clans. They get to the edge of Wind Clan territory. Tawny Pelt says she'll leave them here. Her voice is calm, but her eyes betray her sadness. She promises to meet them tomorrow at Four Trees, no matter what the two legs have done. Brambleclaw rubs his muzzle along her cheek and wishes her luck. Tawny Pelt says she doesn't need luck. She'll do whatever it takes to persuade Blackstar. Their quest isn't over yet. The clans still need them. They reach the RiverClan border next. Brambleclaw stops, expecting Stormfur to leave them here. Stormfur looks into his eyes. Oh, he has to talk to his dad. That he's coming to ThunderClan. Talk to dad. Well, Squirrelpaw is like, coming with us? Why? Why would you <laughs> come oh, here? God, Squirrelpaw. And Stormfur says, Stormfur says he wants to tell his father about Feathertail. Oh, she's so stupid. Squirrelpaw offers that they could do it, wanting to spare him the pain. But Stormfur like, shakes nope. his head. Graystripe had already lost their mother. He needs to be the one to tell him about Feathertail. Brambleclaw nods and tells him gently that to come with them. Squirrelpaw breathes in the musty smell of fallen leaves. They're nearly home. She quickens her pace until her paws are flying over the forest floor. Brambleclaw's pelt brushes hers as she races to catch up. But Squirrelpaw isn't running from excitement to be back in the forest. Something is calling her home. Something more desperate than the threat of two legs and their monsters. The dreams flood her mind and echo in her heart. Something was terribly wrong. What? Dun dun dun! What else? (laughs) What else could be wrong? We're starving.
1: The trees are gone. Though, like, those only became significant, like, a couple decades ago, but only a choice few people know that um and well what do you know it, it's been longer I, I was i meant like sky clan when sky clan was kicked out like they were like oh there's only four trees oh. and that was like we, we talked about this but they
0: were still using that clearing. yeah that's true it's still been a significant place it's a mass grave <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, okay. It, yeah, the
1: four trees are gone. Uh, everyone's starving. Poison. Winter. Leaf poison gone. Like, is just around the corner. Oh, winter is coming. And,
0: uh, yeah. We're all gonna starve and die. a bunch dive. of cats are being Or get run over by a truck.
1: And, uh, or, or just disappearing.
0: We're not
1: having yeah. a great... And now we have to convince our leaders, who are having probably having, having like, the, the most stressful time of their lives... That actually the best thing to do would be to leave. Um, well, first we have to find a, de- a dead, dying cat to tell us where to go. And they're going to be like, oh, yes, a dying okay, warrior. all right, I'll ask literally everyone, are you stupid? Like, if I was their leader, I'd just, I'd like, dying. you left, you look healthy, you look fit, you look well-fed. Like, I'd be like, shut up.
0: Yeah, they've been eating pretty good. <gasps> this is gonna be an uphill battle. It's gonna be rough. This is gonna be rough. But we're gonna find out, um, what's happened to Thunder Clan in uh, the past two days. Oh god. Since uh the since the trees came down. Great. Or I guess since I guess we're gonna find out what's happened since uh Leafpaw got catnapped. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, we're ending it there. <laughs> Yeah, um, we're going to end it there. Sorry,
1: like, five minutes of this podcast was me and Maureen uh, arguing about the definition of a word. I haven't decided if I'm going to cut it out or not.
0: Of Moonrise? Yeah. Um, let's let's not get into it again, because we're just going to get into it again. again <laughs> anyway, so.
1: folks, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to stay in touch, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast, or if you want to contact us a different way, you can e- email us at wcwitcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, um, best way you can do that is share the podcast with a friend. Be like, hey, new book, new cat fact section, uh, a lot of drama. Like, immediately, this is, there's no amp up. It is immediately go, go, go. We are, we are yeah. in it. <laughs> um, and we're about to have some hard talks with dads next episode. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Oh, hopefully yeah. both
1: dads are there. <laughs> um, hopefully both dads are there. Anyway. Yeah. Share with a friend. Leave a review. Um, and thank you again so much for listening.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangled Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats.
1: What is that?